Hey, this is Brian with Concerts That Made Us podcast, and you're listening to Pods Like Us, a great show about other great shows. Welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Quibble, known to my friends as Marv, and this time I'm speaking with Sarah DeSantis from the show No Fear Finance. Hello, Sarah. Thank you for being here. I hope you're okay. Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much. I'm glad that you're speaking with me. So where did your interest in finance uh, originally come from? Right. So when I graduated from college, I was 22 years old and I had about $50,000 of student loans. And that's really where my interest started. I was coming out of college. I had all of this debt and I realized that I wasn't going to have like the most wealthy career um, possible. I'm a librarian. If you know, if no one else knows that, and we all know librarians don't make the most money. So I realized very early um, or very soon after finishing college that I really needed to get a handle on my debt and also just sort of like make better money decisions as I'm becoming like an adult. So my boyfriend who I'm still dating, um, he, you know, just recently paid off his debt and he taught me a lot of these things about paying off debt and, you know, taking advantage of staying at home. So after college, I decided to live at home and I got a job um, yep. I'm working at the public library and I made about $15 an hour at that job. And, you know, I was doing the math and I realized, oh, if I actually had to live on my own and if I had to pay my car payment at that time and my student loans at that time, I would have negative money in the bank after all of my bills would be paid. And that was a, a big wake up call. So from that moment on, I decided I wanted to learn as much as I could about finance and really figure out how I could get rid of my debt and sort of start being an adult and make better financial decisions. So that's sort of how all that started. Are there any plans of going any further with with that, or is it just just an interest? It's not something that you'd probably go into more sort of financial advice for people as a a job, perhaps. Yeah, that's sort of maybe the plan. I'm right now. I'm studying to be an accredited financial counselor, just because I want to have something you know behind me, not just like a passion of mine. So when I'm actually speaking about these topics, people know, oh, she actually knows what she's talking about. Yeah. And with that, I've always thought it would be interesting to coach, you know, recent college graduates and sort of tell them the things that I wish I had known, so they could, you know, get started on the right path. You know, starting saving for retirement. These things that maybe no one's really talked to them about before. Um, So that's crossed my mind. And I do actually teach um, a college course on personal finance. Um, My last job was at the University of South Carolina Upstate. And I was a librarian there, but I also was asked to teach a course on personal finance. And that's also how, you know, the podcast started was I was already teaching this and I had some knowledge of of teaching these topics. So um, I am teaching that class and I'm still teaching that even though I don't work there full time anymore. Um, but I'd love to be able to like teach even more and, and reach more students. That's great. And also, uh, we'll just touch on this. You have a love of books as well, just like your father does. 
Definitely. Yeah, definitely. That came from my dad. Um, he was always reading when I was younger and I have a lot of memories of us in the summer doing summer reading together. And my dad would always read the books that I had to read for, you know, school summer reading. And then he would talk to me about it. So dad's always been a talker, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is why he does so well on his podcast, but he, he would read the books with us and he would talk to it about us and we would sort of have our own little book clubs. And that's where it started, you know, my love of books and everything. Yeah, definitely. For, for anybody listening, uh, Sarah's father is the uh, previous guest, uh, Blaine DeSantis. So, and, and and also as well as that, you have a um, because there's been um, I noticed recently a uh, a recipe was placed up on the Amalfi Media video uh, YouTube, which was one of your recipes for ranch dressing. So you have a love of food as well. I'm guessing that's from your mother Magda. Yes. Yep. Definitely. So my mom, so while my dad did more of the, the reading and school stuff with us, my mom very early on taught us all how to cook and, you know, help around the kitchen. And I'm, I'm really thankful that she did that now, like being an adult, being on my own. Um, I know how to cook, which is yep. not only healthy for you, but it's also frugal. <laughs> so I'm not spending money on takeout and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely love food. I love trying new foods. I cook a little differently than my parents now that I'm on my own. My parents don't really like to use garlic. I like to use garlic and that's like a, a pretty big debate in the house. Um, but yeah, I love cooking and especially with my mom and her her YouTube channel on cooking. It's just, you know, food's a really big part of our family. That's, that's great. So um, the history of the show basically is from what you were saying uh you were already teaching students in college about these things so you just thought some of these things that you were coming out with would be good for a podcast so how did you actually get the podcast going and then actually bring it to fruition yeah so i you know so we have amalfi media it's a whole family adventure my my brother does a podcast my older brother does one my dad my mom, we have friends, we've, we sort of uh, brought everyone we know into Amalfi. Um, so I was actually one of the last shows in our family to start. Um, so I definitely had a little bit of pressure from everyone to start a podcast. Um, just because I was like, I'm not really good talking on my feet all the time. I, you know, I'm not the, I'm not really a financial advisor. I was a little nervous to just like give financial advice. But I found out that if I, if I typed up my episodes that really helped me make sure that I was kind of staying on point and like not mixing up numbers or anything like that. I don't know if you have this experience, but I tend to mix up numbers all the time. So that was very nerve wracking for me. Um, so that was sort of how the podcast started was that there's some pressure from my family. Um, but then really just getting started, Nathaniel, my brother, he helped me set everything up. You know, he helped me figure out what mic to get. Um, my little red box is what I call it, or the focus, right. To help me record I just call it a little red box. Yeah. And then, you know, he showed me like how to record on my iPad and how to edit. And it, that's kind of how it started. And I just was like, well, I guess I'll start it on a Monday. So people, you know, who are motivated on a Monday to listen to their finances and have that motivation through the rest of the week. And that's really how that started. It was pretty random one day. I was like, oh, I guess I'll record a podcast today. <laughs> So is it fully scripted then, or is it just uh, pointers that you have written down to, to follow and uh, certain information that you need to get across? I know it's completely scripted, the whole thing. Um, so I, I typically write my podcasts the same day I record them. I find that that helps me make it sound more natural, that I'm not just reading from a script. Um, so I, I write it and then basically after I write it, I read it and, um, it helps me like not make so many mistakes when I'm reading. Cause sometimes also when I read, I, I tend to like read faster than my mouth talks. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it's completely scripted. And I, I, like I said, I do that just so I am making sure I'm saying the right thing because I tend to sometimes switch topics and I don't ever want to say the wrong words for finances and like someone actually listen to me and take the wrong advice. Like that would be uh, really bad for, for me. Yeah. Well, it certainly sounds natural when I'm listening to the show. It doesn't sound 100% uh, scripted. It does have that natural feel to it. Thank you. Yeah, I try to write it like if I were talking, 
So I think that helps. Um, I don't, you know, it's not, I'm not writing like a paper. I'm just basically trying to make it as natural sounding as possible. So it might not always be the most like grammatically correct thing, but as it pops in my head, I just type it out. And I think that helps make it sound a lot more natural. G'day, g'day. This is Matty C from the Astros Fantasy Football Podcast way down in Australia. And we love getting to listen to Marv meet new podcasters from all over the world here on the Pods Like Us podcast. So did, did you listen to podcasts before this or, or is this your first experience with podcasts? Oh, yeah, I definitely have listened to podcasts for such a long time. Um, my a memory that I have with podcasts is when I was around 13, I had a, an iPod, so which I don't even think are, are made anymore. Um, but I had an iPod and I would I found like this Harry Potter podcast because I was very into Harry Potter at the time. Um, and that was sort of my introduction to podcasts was I found these people who I didn't know who they were, but I felt very close and connected to them. And I would listen to their podcasts, um, as I was trying to go to sleep at night, cause I've always sort of had a hard time falling asleep. So I would listen to their podcasts and I guess it would just take my mind off of things. And then I would end up going to sleep and that's still something that I do today. Um, so, so that's sort of my beginnings of podcasting. That's funny. You should mention Harry Potter because it, it makes me think about the other Amalfi show uh, that uh, that your brother Nathaniel does with Joey, where Joey's working his way through the Harry Potter films for the first time ever, having never watched them. <laughs> I, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. I know. I'm I'm so surprised that he hasn't because I I feel like he's the same age as Nathaniel, and Nathaniel's only a few years younger than myself, and. Um, Harry Potter was pretty popular back back when we were children and everyone was reading them. So I'm surprised that none of his friends like told him to listen or or to read or watch Harry Potter. So I think that's really interesting, especially for being such movie buffs that they haven't, that Joey hasn't seen that. I know. Uh, yeah. Like, like you said, it's just so funny that because it was everywhere around that time and it was perfect for, for, for kids of that age for watching as well. I mean, even we watch them and we're not that age. So yeah, it's just... It's like people saying that um, it's the old old thing of uh, people who've never seen a Star Wars film, or and you'll think, "Wow, that you've never seen a Star Wars film." It's the it's the same sort of um, pop culture um, reference, you know, that's got that sort of height and popularity to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, took me a while to work out what I was saying there. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's why I like to script mine. <laughs> yes, I used to, but it puts me off when I'm asking questions because then I'll right. I'll sometimes when I first started the first episode I did, I had a script uh, and scripted everything, and then I found myself trying to stick so closely to the script, I was missing bits that were interesting, and I should have gone more into. So, so in a one-to-one basis, sometimes it can also almost be a bit too stifling to, to have a specific everything written down to a, to a degree, I suppose. Yeah. I definitely think for interviews or um, like the way Nathaniel and Joey's podcast is, it, I don't think that could be scripted very well. Um, Cause I think Matthew, Matthew's interviews aren't scripted, but I don't know if you mentioned this, but I know he works pretty hard on, or he used to script his, um, uh, swamp to the swamp just like the the political topics or whatever and i think it's very similar to the finances is where you want to make sure that you're saying the right thing because people will definitely come down hard on you if you say the wrong like finance thing or political thing and you're like oh i messed up and that could be a, a pretty big um a reason for people to be upset with you yeah so so what i have as as you know is i have a list of pointers to to hit or points to hit uh, in a conversation and then the rest of it is just whatever comes out is interesting really mm-hmm. so um I, li- I like the fact that you do two different um sh- shows a week shall we say that, that look at different things so you'll have the the frugal tips uh for one show in the in the uh, the week and then the other one that you have in the week is about um cr- credit and how to understand credit and uh, that sort of thing as well. Is that right? I think. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I do the, the Mondays are, I call them my financial literacy topics. So a little bit more, um, like you're trying, like learning something. Um, and then the Saturday episodes are more, I kind of, they're more fun for me, the frugal tips. Um, because I actually, I'm very frugal and that's something that I want to share with everyone. Some of the tips that I have, because sometimes I forget how frugal I am and not, not everyone is like that. Um, so I feel like I should share some of the, the, the things I do. And then the financial literacy ones are sort of the more like, these are things that you should know. Um, and they have definitely like a, a lesson plan format where, you know, we we've covered credit, like you said, and you know, this next episode, I'm graduating us from credit and we're going to move on to savings. Um, yep. <laughs> and so, so my Monday episodes definitely have a, a pretty they're pretty planned out. I definitely know like the topics that I'm covering and what order I'm covering them at um, because I don't want to jump around too much because there are certain things that you need to know before you really understand like these next topics. Um, and it can be very overwhelming for someone who doesn't know much about finances to hear, um, I don't know, very complex topics about investing when they don't even know how to budget. You know, um, <laughs> you need to save money before you can invest your money. So, and that, that was my biggest issue with, um, you know, other financial like YouTubers or podcasts is they're too advanced for a beginner, but there's nothing really like for a beginner who's a, a young adult or even an adult. Sometimes it's very kiddish and that's not really helpful either. No, it's definitely, definitely interesting. And the fact that you, your shows are, uh, well, incredibly bite-sized around six minutes, uh, on average, mm -hmm. Uh, you, you get the point across in a quick but very succinct uh, manner, sort of uh, the the most recent one, for instance, uh, where you've dis where you've uh, explained uh, in how interest works um, and how how to pay things above the minimum so that you're paying off a bit more, and how that changes the amount that you pay off and how much you can save from doing that. I mean, I, I think that's great advice for people to, uh, to to listen to. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I hope so. There, there are things that I, those are the things I learned. Um, and I'm like, I, I want to share this with people. Um, I think that's kind of my nature is I, I want to share what I know, being a librarian, you know, share share the knowledge with everyone. So, yeah, and I, and I like that my episodes are short because I think it's very hard to hold someone's attention on financial topics because, um, it, it can get a little overwhelming with all the numbers. Like I'm not a huge number person. And yeah. if I were to listen to a podcast and just hear all these numbers, I would, I, I wouldn't really process it. So I think like, how would I learn? And I learn in like bite-sized pieces and, you know, kind of a like repetition helps and then building upon the topics and having time to reflect also. So I hope that people like, you know, have time to reflect on like last week's episode. So then for the new week they have, Oh, I remember that from last week and I see how, you know, she's building on this topic. So I hope that that point comes across. Absolutely. I, I think so. Anyway, when I listen to the show and the frugal tips episodes as well, they're, they're great because even when you're, you explain things like eating out or going, going out and buying food, that's useful for people because I don't, I, th I don't think that people sometimes think about, uh, how they can save money on buying, uh, non-branded items, for instance, some, non-branded items are just as good but some people will inevitably go towards the branded items thinking that because they're branded they are so much better than the unbranded and mm -hmm. that sort of advice i think is you know very um useful yeah i i don't think people realize that a lot of the the company like the branded and unbranded companies they they're they made at the same factory so yeah. when you think about that they're they're almost identical uh one of my favorite um sort of like little facts about that is um um so the, like i like to shop at costco and they have the kirkland alcohol which is um bottled and i think is the same ingredients as um oh i don't remember the name now but a, a very expensive vodka brand and it's like a quarter of the price you know Wow. So you can't beat buying Kirkland versus, you know, why would I need whatever vodka company just because some rapper is <laughs> advertising it? That's what I found is a lot of rappers. Um, 
I don't know if you if you watch like music videos, but they always have like a vodka company that they're promoting, um, not subtly at all on their um, music videos. So I think that's really interesting. Probably because they get paid by those uh, makers <laughs> yeah. of that vodka. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And get free bottles at the same time, possibly. Yep. So. Yeah, and that, that influences people definitely too. So. So how do you choose the the subjects that you talk about? So when I started, I basically took my syllabus for my class and I sort of looked at the topics that I covered and I covered sort of, um, you know, student loans, savings, budget, credit, um, and things like that. And I just sort of broke down my class into basically like little episodes, which is what I've done. And, um, a lot of the assignments that I've done in my class, I've turned into podcasts. So the the last one, the power of compound interest, that's actually the first assignment that I have my students do. Um, but that's after, you know, we've covered, you know, what is like a cost of living? How do you make a budget? Sort of those things. And then I like to throw them into that compound interest assignment um, to show them like the good and the bad, like how bad is it for paying off debt, but also how good it could be to start saving because they, they tend to take the class like very seriously after that. Um, at first, you know, it's like, oh, like, you know, it's kind of a light, fluffy class, <laughs> maybe they think. And then they see how powerful like saving at a young age can be. And they, I, I've noticed that they tend to focus a little bit more on that class, on, on, my, on my class. Um, so, um, so that's sort of where my topics are coming from is the class that I teach and just sort of expanding on the lessons. Because um, my class is all online. So there's only so much that you can do online um, in an online class. And if the students want to, they can always listen to my podcast. That's like supplemental if they, if they want to listen to it. Um, but yeah, it's just, I just kind of like write, you know, the topics down and then I sort of break it up into mini um, topics. So when I came up with a credit topic, I basically wrote down questions like what is credit? How is a credit score calculated? how to raise your credit score, what is an interest rate. I just kind of listed all of the topics. And my next topic is on savings and, you know, different savings accounts that we can have. And I'm just going to do the same thing, just list it out. And then those will be all the episodes. So it could be five, it might be 10. I haven't quite done that yet. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. So have you had feedback then from any of the students of, who have listened to the show? Not really. Um <laughs> <laughs> which is the only issue again with like an online class. I, I can, I only get as much feedback as they give me. I had one student who did check out my podcast and she's like, Oh, that's really cool. And then that's like really it. Um, so <laughs> yeah, again, not super helpful, but I teach the class again in the fall. So I might ask them to give me some feedback because I do want the podcast to be for, you know, for students their age, but at the same time, I know like my dad has learned a lot from my podcast, which is funny um, because my target audience was, you know, like um, college students like Nathaniel just finishing college. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, my dad and I, we talk about these things a lot now and he's like, oh, I really liked your idea about like putting money away for an iPhone. So like every week now he's like, oh, I put away my money for my new iPhone because he's going to have to get a new iPhone this year. Um, so I think that's funny. And then he'll give me a lot of frugal tips. So my next frugal tip on Saturday is one for my dad and a lot of them have come from my dad too. So um, I think that's fun that this, this is like multi-generational like learning. Like it's not just for a beginner because even someone like my dad's age can still learn something. I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam the Provocateur. And we're from the Spy Hards podcast. That's right. And you are listening to Pods Like Us, the podcast that also has the Midas touch. But that's the nice thing about the Amalfi uh, media shows is the fact that you are all, uh, I mean, you're, you're a family for the most part to start with, but you're, you're all um, inspiring each other now and again. So one person will say something that will inspire that person to to do something in their show or invite, you know, it's it's the fact that, I think because you're a family that you're going to naturally do that anyway, inspire each other. And it comes through in the, the show and, and the family atmosphere that there is 
within each individual show as well. Yeah, I, th I think so. We definitely talk about everyone's podcasts a lot. And I know I'm always texting the thing. I'm like, oh, you should watch this movie. And I think he, he might get a little annoyed with me sometimes because he has so much to watch. But um, he definitely listens to all of us. And, you know, whenever his podcasts come out, like we have a texting like group and, and we're always like texting like, oh, man, I can't believe you didn't like that podcast or that uh, movie or Joey, how, how did you like this movie? It was awful and, and just things like that. So we have a fun time with it. Absolutely. So what sort of research do you do when you're getting ready to record a show? So that's a good question. Um, <laughs> when I start, I basically use a lot of the knowledge that I've already have and I just start putting words to paper. And then as things come up, I might realize, oh, I need a little bit more background on this topic or I want to make sure that I'm saying things the right way. So like for the credit episodes, um, when I was using like, let's say what, like what are the credit score ranges? You know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that, but I did just double check that I had everything right. And so I would just, you know, I Google, which is not always like the best thing to do, but I just Google credit scores and I tend to like the um, like nerd wallet um, CNBC sort of more trustworthy sites. Like I don't like to go to just like someone's random blog to find financial opinions on because it, it is more of an opinion than actual facts. So I yep. always try to make sure that I'm looking at legitimate sources. And I think that's really important because there is so much financial information and a lot of it is um, not false, but maybe not the best financial advice because someone might be sponsored by something or they might have an ulterior, ulterior motive. Um, so I definitely try to get my my like sources from legitimate places, and um, just using those like basic financial websites that pop up um, are sort of how I start. But most of the time, they're topics that I already know a lot about, um, which helps. And as the podcast you know advances, that's definitely where I think I'm going to get more research done. As the topics I might not know so much about, like I don't really know much about cryptocurrency, so that's really not why I'm talking about it. So that's going to have to be something that I do a little bit more research on probably, you know, a few days before I actually write my podcast um, and really understand it before I just tell people things. Because like I said, there's just a lot of not right information about certain things. And I don't want to give incorrect um, information to people. But do you find that interesting, though, uh, when you're suddenly broaching a subject that you didn't previously have? that much knowledge about isn't isn't that sort of exciting when you're suddenly hit with something in uh, like, like i said it, it's new to you so that makes it different and something you didn't know before it, it adds that does it add that sort of factor to it yeah yeah i always like to learn um again that kind of goes with my love of books and what my dad taught me is that you know we we are always learning so i, I do love learning and i love finding out new things um, and I think that's why I like my frugal tip episodes. I like so much because a lot of the time they're things that I haven't seen before or they're new to me too. And, um, like the, the one I'm doing this weekend is on Harry's razor blades. Um, my dad buys from them, but I've never really looked into them. And I was like, oh, this is actually not a bad subscription because I'm pretty anti-subscription, um, just naturally. So it was sort of nice to see like a subscription that I would actually probably recommend to people. Um, so that was fun, but yeah, I do like to learn. And, and then I also like, like, I, I do like comparing sources and like making sure that everything's accurate and doing some like more in depth research. Like I do enjoy doing that, which not everyone does. So it is fun for me. Yep. For, for anybody listening, um, I, I'm sure that Sarah does want you to subscribe to her show though on the, all these platforms, by the way. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, so they, they, they are good subscriptions. Yes. <laughs> so how how do you record the show and then uh, is is it then edited by by Nathaniel? Actually, I edit my podcast. Um that is something I wanted to take the load off of Nathaniel. Um I don't really see my dad editing a podcast. His don't really have many edits anyway, so but Nathaniel edits so many of Amalfi's stuff that I asked him, you know, will you teach me and I will edit on my own. So okay. he and I spent like a day learning how to edit and um, I do that. But basically I 
have my little red box, my focus, right. And I pull that up and I plug in my headphones, plug in my mic, plug it into my iPad. And then I open up, what app do I use? I use the ferrite app and okay. I record my podcast on ferrite. And then when I'm done recording, I unplug everything just cause I'm a little, I, I, I know that like the focus, right. Can sometimes like cause like shortages on like your computer. So I'm very like careful to unplug that. Like as soon as I'm done recording, Nathaniel told me that. And I think he might think I'm a little too intense about that, but I don't want anything to break. So I, after I finish recording and I typically do my Saturday and Monday episode on the same day, I kind of like to get those sort of done out of the way, like on a Thursday Ideally, I'd like to be a few weeks ahead, but I'm never a few weeks ahead. I'm always like last minute doing everything. Um, but I'll go on Ferrite and then I'll edit the app on my iPad. Um, and the way I record, because it is scripted, it's pretty easy. I um, I try to like not have too long pauses. And if I have too long of a pause, I'll, I'll kind of bring that in, make it a little bit shorter of a pause. And um, when I make a mistake, I actually click into my mic. So it kind of makes a big sound spike. Um, I won't do that here because it'll be really loud for everyone. <laughs> but okay. I click into my mic and um, it's like a, a visual sign for me to see that, oh, I made a mistake and that everything kind of like a little bit before that I probably need to listen to to see where to cut and like kind of how to splice everything together. And that was a trick from Nathaniel which at first I really didn't want to do because I was like, ah, oh, that seems silly. And he's like, no, you're going to, you're, you want to do that. And I was like, ah, whatever. So I didn't the first time and it was very hard recording or um, editing because I didn't know where my mistakes were. I had to really listen like super closely. Um, and now that I have like the little visual, you know, tick marks of like the, the clicks I make, it's very easy to say, oh, this is where I make a mistake. Let me like really focus here. Um, but as I have been podcasting, I don't make as many errors anymore. I still do, but not as much. Um, but yeah, that's how I edit my episodes. And then I upload it to Google Drive and then Nathaniel handles everything from there. So I think he does all of the other audio stuff to make it sound good. <laughs> so the the show music and the music in the background, is that Nathaniel or is that also yourself editing nope. that into it? Yeah, that's all Nathaniel. So he goes back and he adds in all the music, um, make sure everything's like stabilized or whatever. He he knows what he's doing, and he'll um, he'll just double check to listen to it. And he also writes the descriptions for the podcast. Okay. Um, so he'll have to listen to it to make sure that he knows what he's actually talking about when he does his descriptions. And I think it's a good way for him to also like listen to my podcast. Um, so he does all of that for me, which is great. And he found all of the music. Um, and he just asked me one day, he's like, what do you think about this? And I was like, that sounds great. And then that's how that, that happens. Is it Nathaniel that, uh, that came up with the logo for the show as well? That's on the, the streaming networks that you see when you listen to the show. For, for no fear finance. Yes. For no fear finance. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have a friend who's a graphic designer. So we asked her to make something for us. And all I gave her was it's a money podcast for young adults. And I wanted to kind of come across as fun. And here's my Apple and emoji, which is the little picture of me. And I was like, okay. you can use this if you want. You don't have to kind of that was really all I gave her. And I was like, I like the colors purple and green. And that was all I gave her. And she came back with this and she was the one who added the the sunglasses on my Animoji. And I really like that because the sunglasses are actually like a, a meme. And I'm not really 100% sure about the meme, but I was like, oh, I bet young people will know what that means. And, and that, and I was like, it kind of looks cool. So, so she came up with that and yeah, and that was, that was it. It was pretty simple. You've you've preempted my next question because I was about to ask about the the sunglasses, they, whether they were a part <laughs> of the the emoji that you used or, or whether they were added post. Yeah, they're yeah they're adding their their meme. I don't know the meme exactly. I'm not really into the meme culture. Nathaniel is, and I was like Nathaniel, what do you think? He's like, I love it, and I was like, okay, I love it too. <laughs> I have no idea what the meme is all about, so it's got gone nope. over my head as well. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm sure anybody yep. that's listening will probably be shouting now and go, it's this. Right. They can let us know. They can. They can. We'll come up with contact details for you all soon. Hello, everybody. This is Ryan. This is Avery. And we are from the Frame by Frame King Crimson podcast. And you are listening to Pods Like Us. So um, what podcast do you uh, actually listen to in your free time then, Sarah? Yeah, so I, you know, I listen to yours and especially like whenever a family member's on, I, I enjoy that. So, so yours is definitely on my list. And then basically all of Amalfi stuff is on my list. And so my dad's like snapshots, dinner and a dot, dot, dot. Um, Nathaniel and Joey's binge bros, my older brother, uh, Matthew from the swamp to the swamp. Um, we have the, a new part of Amalfi, um, uh, Chase and Cooper and they do mundane madness. So that's now on my list. Um, but that's pretty much it for now. I find that I don't, I'm not listening to as much as I used to before COVID. So before COVID, I had to drive to work and I would sit in like an office and I would have a lot more just like kind of downtime to listen to things. So I was definitely more active on like audiobooks or podcasts. But since COVID, my listening's just kind of gone down to the basics because I'm at home and I can watch Netflix <laughs> a little bit more or um, I just have like more things to do around the house. But um, since I've moved to Indianapolis, I have been listening to more podcasts, even like my own family's just because I'm more like I'm alone a little bit more. Like I'm not like with my family all the time and I walk to the grocery store. So I like, put in, you know, like my brother's podcast and it's like, I'm talking to him on the phone or something. So that's kind of nice to, to connect with everyone still. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say in passing that uh, Nathaniel and Joey have already mentioned that you are a, a guest in a future episode of binge bros as well. I am. Yeah. That was my first, um, my first guest appearance on a podcast. We recorded that, um, a few, like two, three weeks ago. And I, I don't know when that's coming out, but I've basically, um, challenged Joey cause Joey's a pretty big Netflix original hater and I really like Netflix originals. So we sort of, um, talk, talk it out <laughs> in that episode about why I think Netflix original has the best content. Uh, so it's a pretty fun episode. It, it almost sounds like a crossover of, uh, the binge bros with uh, obviously no fear finance and mundane madness how they our chase <laughs> and and cooper sort of duke it out shall we say over over which is yeah. the best <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah and it's definitely i was not prepared for the the um you know how uh relaxed they are on their podcast because i had notes and everything i was like i came with notes and they're like oh we don't do that <laughs> I was like, but i have notes and i'm ready um <laughs> So, because Nathaniel is like not really a notes person at all. So that was kind of funny for me because I was like very prepared. Like my father, you know, I have my notes and I'm ready to to discuss these points with everyone. That, that's going to be very interesting when I end up speaking with uh, Nathaniel and Joey. Then. <laughs> Dear me. Cause, yes, because I have to have notes. Yeah. Dear me. Yeah. Like before this, I, I definitely, I went through, um, your little list and I made notes for everything just in case. So I wouldn't forget anything. And I'm sure Nathaniel does not do that. So it's funny how different we can be. It, it is because I'll, I'll, I'll send these notes to people that I write up and some people, but when the, when the call starts before the actual show itself, I'll chat with them and I'll say, so what do you think of the notes? And they'll say, Oh, we don't look at notes. We just like to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> That would stress yeah. me out. Um. <laughs> yes, it would me as well. So um, what advice would you give to people starting out in podcasting? Yeah, so I think the first thing is um, to find something that you're passionate about. I think if you go in thinking that you're going to have like a trendy topic or that you're, you're doing something that's popular right now, that you're going to make it, I think that's a pretty big wake-up call you probably if it's probably oversaturated if you think that so um coming up with a topic that you're passionate about whether it is popular or not i think is important um like like i think like my dad's podcast snapshots like he's not really 
trying to do anything that's like super hip and trendy, but I think his podcast comes across super well because it's something that he is passionate about because he does love history and nostalgia and, you know, talking. So I think that comes across really well yeah. um, compared to some of these other podcasts that we see because podcasting is, is pretty saturated. Um, so to stand out, I think you just have to be unique, but it also has to be something that, that you're passionate about because you're going to have to talk about it all the time. So if you don't like it, it will become pretty miserable I think <laughs> um, and then another thing is to not overthink it so I when I first started I overthought what my podcast should be and I tried to be too specific and too narrow and then I found that I wasn't actually ever recording because I was too nervous like oh am I saying the right thing for my target audience and I was trying to figure that out and I was like I'm just gonna start recording and not really overthink it and as I podcast my show will change and develop as I get feedback sort of like how Nathaniel and Joey's changed over time. You know, they were trenches of knowledge first where they basically read Wikipedia pages, <laughs> which I still think is so funny. Um, and now they found their, their kind of niche, which is, you know, movie and TV reviews and thinking back, I'm like, how did none of us think of that? Because that's really where their friendship started was they love going to the movies together and doing stuff like that. So it's funny that that wasn't their first thought, um, so like over time it, it will change. Um, and then the, the last thing, which is, I, I have to bring something financial to the table is that don't worry about like expensive equipment. I think you can find very good quality things that are not too expensive. And I find that the entry of podcasting is a pretty low cost. So all you really need is like a mic and just a way to record. And it doesn't have to be too fancy. You don't need all these things that people are advertising, I get tons of ads about like getting these equalizers and mixers and they look really cool, but I don't really need that. So, No, absolutely. So uh, where can people find you and your show, Sarah? Sure. So my show is on all the podcasting apps um, and it's No Fear Finance. And then on social media, we have Amalfi Media, I'm pretty sure that's the handle um, <laughs> at Amalfi Media. And then uh, my personal Instagram is just at Sarah DeSantis. So my first name and my last name. Um, you can connect with me any way you'd like. And um, I have a Twitter, but I'm not really active on it. And yeah, just our Amalfi website as well is a pretty good place because I've also started doing a, a keto blog. So if anyone is doing keto and likes to read blogs, they can also go to the Amalfi Media website and find that there. Okay. I was just taking note of those so that I can put those links on the show notes as well. Perfect. And I know you know our Instagram. <laughs> I do. I do. Yes. So um, thank you very much for speaking with me today, uh, Sarah. Yeah, thank you. This is great. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you very much. And thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to contact um, myself on Pods Like Us, you can find the show on... We've got a page on Instagram and a page on Facebook. Just look for my name, Martin Quibell, on Twitter. And um, I, I might look at it every now and again on Twitter. Who knows? Uh, but there's also a website, web page as well. If you go to the themarvzone.org and in the... Um, uh, menu there you'll find a link for show notes for all of the episodes of pods like us as well anyway thank you everyone for listening and hope you listen again to another episode of pods like us Can you hear me all right? I can. Yep. Blimey. Can you hear me okay? I can, yes. Yep, that's good. That's good. So you've uh, been busy then. You've recorded another show or you've just chatted to somebody on another show? Uh, I had a, a work call. <laughs>
Oh, okay. So, so that was fun. Um, cause it's still, yeah, it's still about two our time. So, you know, still working hours, but it's a Friday. <laughs> yes. I was beginning to wonder with, if you were at the library working or something during the day or, yeah. No, I'm still at home working. Okay. Okay. Like public libraries aren't open then or, or have I got your, like the libraries mixed up. You work somewhere else. Um, yeah, so I work, um, so I used to work at the public library, um, and most of those are open now. Um, I work at a pharmaceutical company, and I work for their library, and we're still all remote, which is pretty nice. I like it. That's good. So, so how does that work, then, working remotely? I mean, you know, you know people come in to borrow books, you know, do you, um, how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> most of our stuff is all digital now um we don't really have many physical books anymore which is sad but it's helpful because we have about eight research and development sites all around the world so everyone's able to get the same access to everything so all of the scientists who need you know all these journals to make medicine and stuff they're able to access that so they don't have to like you know wait for a book to be shipped to them or anything like that Okay, because I'm still thinking of it the old-fashioned way of, you know, you go in there with your, with, with your card and you, you find the book that you're after and then you go up to the counter and you get the book or the books that, you, that you've been looking for and then you, you read those books and bring them back and get more books or, yes, but... Then, then again, I I remember the old days of looking yeah. at uh, looking at micro microfish on on computers as well back in the day. So there you go. I'm dating myself there. <laughs> oh dear. Right. That's <laughs> that's like a skill now. I had to learn how to do that. Um, pretty recently, I had no idea how to how to use that the microfilm machine and stuff. Changed. It's. Definitely different to um, to um, well, Wikipedia and online research, I suppose. Well, yes, it is. So, um, actually, could have been could have could have included that as part part of the episode, really, because I was just thinking that um, that makes you similar to your father. Then I'm guessing to blame because. Because he loves researching, and I'm guessing that you're similar with that as well. Pretty much, yeah. I think the lies until um, Nathaniel came down to visit me in Indianapolis, and I made like this long itinerary, and I did all this research for stuff that we're gonna do. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've become my father because um, <laughs> my dad <laughs> used to have these very detailed itineraries when we would travel. And um, yeah, I definitely enjoy research and so does he. And Nathaniel and my mom aren't really into that. Um, so Nathaniel and my mom are, are much more similar than myself and my dad. Yeah, but don't, don't you find that though with uh, with families where one one person will be more like one parent and another person would be more like the other parent? Yeah, it's it's interesting how it works that way because I would have never thought that. But yes, the older I'm getting, the more I'm like, oh, this is something my dad does, and I do the exact same thing. Or sometimes uh, I'll say things like my mom, like, oh, well, I guess <laughs> I guess I am like my mom. And before, you know, when I was younger, I would have been like, I'm not like my parents at all, but no. I am pretty pretty much like them. Yes, I'm. Um, uh, yes. Anyway. Um... Every time you mention we're talking about things, I'm thinking, oh, that would be so good in the show. Because <laughs> it's touching on things like uh, that, that one where I was talking about um, love of books and an interest in finance. And I'm thinking that uh, you, you possibly got those from, from your father, from your dad as well. Um, the the books, definitely. The, the finance... Um... We definitely talked about money as um, kind of got a passion for out after college. Um, so that's sort of my own little thing that I've I've done. Um, but, but as I as I do my podcast, my dad. <laughs> so you you broke up there. Say that again, Sarah. Oh, so so yeah. So the 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 love of books is definitely for my dad. But the the finances, I would definitely say, is more something that I found a passion for. We, we definitely talked about 
finances as a family when I was growing up, but not really to the level of like what I know now. Um, And, you know, I guess we can talk about that later about how I sort of became interested in it, but that's, yeah, definitely more of my own thing than like from my parents. Okay. We'll we'll get into the show now then officially. Okay. If that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. Like, like, like we both said, we're going into areas where we'll end up going into a game during the show. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Was that okay, Sarah? Yeah, that was perfect. That was great. Anything that we need to touch on or do you think we got all the information that people need to know more about the show? Yeah, I think that was pretty much it. It covered all my my notes I took. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that was great. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I thought that was really good. Yeah. So Thanks. Um, yeah, that are, was are, fun. Are, are you planning on doing any more uh, guest spots on um, on Binge Bros, or per- perhaps have a, have a duke it out with uh, with those two in uh, mundane <laughs> madness one of these days? <laughs> maybe, maybe that I like. I do like mundane madness. Sometimes when they don't say a topic or like a point, I'm like, man, they they forgot this important thing about this one. <laughs> Thing. Uh, I'll yeah. probably be on binge rows again um, if I come up with any topics that I want to talk about. Um, but yeah, and I know Nathaniel and I will probably try to collaborate on some stuff. We've always wanted to do a podcast together, but we haven't really thought about the best way to do that. And he's so busy, it's kind of too much to put on him right now. Yeah, because he keeps turning up on your on your mum's um, uh, no fear cooking as well. Th- those videos all the time as well. He, he does, yeah. I think he's enjoying that, so I'm glad that he's doing that. Yeah, so am I. He certainly seems to have fun, and uh, I, I liked that bit uh, on one of the videos recently where where the dog stole the, stole a bit of cauliflower. <laughs> that made me laugh. Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> that was funny. Babbitt is very like food focused, so. Um. <laughs> He likes to he likes to be in the videos and see see what he can't eat. But <laughs> but but healthy eating though with the with the with stealing the cauliflower. Yeah, exactly. It could have been worse. It could have been an Oreo, which he's definitely stolen before. So a cauliflower is not too bad. That's not bad at all. Anyway, thank you for speaking with me, Sarah. That was that was great. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. You take care. I hope to speak to you again sometime. Okay. All right. All right. Take you care. too. All right. Thank bye. You.